0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Monster Library Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Emma, and today we are talking about Heart-Shaped Stones by C.T. Ortega. Now, I was sent an arc of the book. He actually reached out to me and he sent me one, which I was really thankful for, and so I wanted to talk about it. First thing I'll do is I'll read my Good Reads review because I'm trying to be more active on there, guys. Like, look at me. I'm being... A real book reviewer. I have a whopping 17 reviews on there. I've written 17 and maybe I should go and start adding more because there are plenty of books on there. I have a lot to say about it, even books I've said on this show but I just didn't write reviews on Goodreads for it. I don't know what made me start being like I should start doing Goodreads but I think I started a couple weeks ago and so I started doing them. So yeah i started going like a little bit like okay maybe i have something for this maybe some of that and now i feel like i have to do them and go back because i mean i don't know maybe i could be like jack Edwards or something and get a ton of followers on goodreads who knows so the first thing i said in my Goodreads review was i love stories that are character driven and that are centered around the personal odysseys of characters this book thrived in its characters Lev, liam and danny each had their own journey that overlapped with one another and the and of the three of them i loved liam the most he was young and naive at times but also war but also was a rock for his mother and the reason for her to strive to be a good person and ruler while also giving lev a positive look on life and someone who love can protect being no one had defended him during his previous life watching lev go from someone who doesn't know who he is to finding his own way in life was a pleasant story the topics of grief love religion and what it takes to be a good person were all woven through the story to create a good balance I found the moments of them talking about Faith to be the most interesting, and I wish those parts were talked about more because I think it would have also lent a hand to the magical slash fantastical elements that I felt were lacking in some areas because they weren't built up as much as other fantasy books. I think more backstory and lore would help with the fantasy side of the novel. I didn't rate this book higher. I gave it three stars, guys. So I gave it a three stars I probably should have said at the beginning. I so said I didn't rate this book higher because it was dialogue heavy, and there were parts where I felt it was telling rather than showing, and that the dialogue could have been more condensed. That is also personal preference of mine, so if you like dialogue-heavy books, this writing style is for you. I sometimes don't like dialogue-heavy, especially when you're in these fantastical worlds like fantasy books. I like the more description and the showing, but that is also personal preference and personal style. So if you like dialogue-heavy books, this is the book you would like. And then I finished up by saying, this is my first book I read by C.T. Ortega, and I can't compare it to his other works. However, if you are a fan of character-driven stories that show an Odyssey-type journey, maybe not in a fantastical sense, but but of a character development one, you will enjoy this book. I plan to read more of his works because as someone who doesn't read much fantasy, I found the book to be approachable and fast-paced, which I greatly enjoyed. I really did. I enjoyed the book. And like I said, I don't read a lot of fantasy. It's just not something... I tend to gravitate towards, but I find I'm doing it more and more. So I don't know the difference between high fantasy and regular fantasy and all of that. So I don't know if this would count as high fantasy. just has it down as fantasy. I liked the parts of them exploring one another. I like character-driven books a lot. And I found that that's where this book really thrived. And that's where I really, really liked it. So seeing Lev, who was a slave and now is a free man, work with someone... Well, first he meets Liam on the beach when he's burying his armor... And then he finds out that Liam's mom, Danny, is the queen who had lost her husband previous. So you deal with grief, love, family, and then also the idea of Danny needing to balance the protection of her people, the protection of her son, the protection of herself, what she feels she needs to do versus what she should logically do. I think Danny was the most dynamic character. I think she had a lot going for her, but Liam was my favorite. I find he was a rock in a way to many things like there's a moment where I have it here he is asking love if he can read and you don't think about moments like that in sometimes the overall but like a little detail like that with him turning to that and love being like no I can't I was never taught it reminds you just how much lev suffered both mentally physically intellectually all this when he was a slave he talked about being work to exhaustion he talked about being punished he talked about beatings but you never thought about something like he can't read for example if he's at a market trying to buy something if he can't read what it is how can he be able to buy food for himself sometimes if he can't read what he needs to get so it was a moment like that where i'm like wow that adds like a whole nother level this for love that can't do something that a lot of us take for granted think about like this is a book podcast i read you guys read we talk about reading so when i read books i'm faced with a character that can't read it really reminds me of the privileges to be able to read and to have that education and be able to have books and to be able to communicate through writing and I don't think a moment like that would have happened if it wasn't for Liam. So he kind of reminds us of things and he's innocent and naive because there's also like other moments where he's playing tag with Lev or he's playing high and seek, or stuff like that. And you remind like there's also a kid going on this adventure and Lev doesn't try to replace Danny's husband or Liam's father, but I can see him starting to become a father type figure for Liam I think it kind of was sweet because I don't know when Lev went into slavery but clearly he had no one protecting him or defending him or watching out for him and now he's doing that for Liam he's watching out for him he's making sure he doesn't get hurt he's making sure he's protected for moments like that Liam then turning and being like oh Lev I can teach you how to read and he starts reading to Lev so you have this father-son dynamic but also kind of showing you that Liam and Danny don't think of Lev as who he was lev starts his story as a slave he just got a, he just became free so he's bearing his armor and that's when we meet liam and danny so they know he's a slave he tells them that but they don't treat him like that especially liam he sees him as an equal which i think if lev didn't run into liam and then run into danny because he ran into liam i don't think he would have been able to have this journey because i don't know if other people would have respected him or given him the shot that they did So it kind of shows just how this little kid kind of started the whole book. Like he really pushed that forward. I really liked that. Liam was definitely my favorite. Danny I think was the most dynamic. Lev had the most growth and you have him that he doesn't know know what he wants to do or anything because he doesn't have like he never had those opportunities beforehand and what do you do when everything about your life was controlled so harshly and now you're like Okay, I don't have that anymore. What do I do now? Like, where do I go? What do I do? How do I communicate with people? Like, all of this. But Lev talks a lot about hope and faith, and I liked those parts of the book. And I wish they were maybe explored a little bit more. But that's also again personal preference for me. I enjoy because way at the beginning of the book, he is talking with Danny, and Danny says, "I adore sunrises and sunset, She announced bringing Lev back to reality. Which do you prefer? Oh, Lev scratched the back of his neck. Another trick to buy time and think. I've never much thought about it, but if I had to answer, I would say sunrise. Why so? They turned a corner and headed along a narrow road filled with rows of homes on each side. Sunrise begins the day, he replied. It offers hope to what may come, whereas sunset is more of a reflection on what the day has already brought. I like the idea of hope and the unknown a tad more, I suppose. If This is his sunrise He is starting this new life with them and there's another part i really liked too when it's actually a couple pages after the quote is read and it is danny talking to liam and she says everything has its place from the clouds in the sky to the gravel that we mindlessly tread each day the universe has a place for everything in exact orderly fashion so the constant notion of where do we fit in because danny and liam know exactly where they fit in she's the queen Liam is her son, but Lev doesn't know where he fits in. Especially being now he's been welcomed into this dynamic and he doesn't know what boundaries he it has. Like he doesn't know what he's allowed to do. Can he love Danny? Will she love him back? Can he be a father figure? What does this mean of him as a free man now getting into the whole adventure with these two? And I think that is really where they thrive is the dynamics between the two of them as mother and son. And then the dynamic between Danny and Lev as potential partners i really liked that i liked the personal journey of it there are fantastical elements to it i don't know again a lot about fantasy so i found myself looking up things or i don't know also a lot about irish mythology so i found myself looking up a lot of things but as a whole i found the book very approachable i know like fantasy can sometimes be very overwhelming i was not overwhelmed which i think was a good start so i think if you want to get into fantasy or potentially high fantasy i think this is a good book I'm not saying it is not on the level of other books. That's not what I'm saying at all. I think there's a difference between a book being easy and a book being approachable. The book isn't easy, but it's approachable. The writing style is still there. It still causes you to think. You still have to understand these topics, these very intense topics that are brought up in the book, but it's very approachable. So I didn't have to, like, if you read Tolkien, which I haven't read in years, I remember looking up a lot of things and having to watch interviews or podcast analysis to understand what was happening or what these things were they were talking about in the book. Same with other high fantasy series I've heard people talk about that it's very hard or the book is very thick or there's a lot of vocabulary you need to learn. This I thought was very approachable. I never felt intimidated when going to read it, which I think for fantasy, fantasy is kind of a very intense genre and it's also very intimidating genre. When you get into it because I mean like you cannot tell me you've not walked past the fantasy section of whatever bookstore you go to and saw those really thick books the vocabulary and the glossaries and all that and you're like I have no idea what any of this means if you're looking for a character driven approachable fantasy novel I think this is it for you I haven't read any of his other work so I don't know how it compares to the rest in his canon but I recommend giving this book a look I gave it three stars that's again a lot based on personal preference you might know more about fantasy, you might like the writing style a little bit more, but I recommend checking it out. And as always, we should be supporting independent authors because they are really putting in a lot of work, not saying traditionally published authors aren't, but seeing how hard, especially being I've been interacting a lot more with them recently and getting to know a bunch of independent authors, seeing the amount of work that's going into their books but the marketing, formatting, everything they're doing, the job of an entire team, almost with themselves. So I recommend you checking out independent authors and I'm gonna talk more about them. I know Friday, I'm talking about another independent author with Sunshine and Blood by Roxy Randell. I'm excited to talk about that. to have another independent author we're gonna to talk to. We've already reviewed, I think this is our third one independent authors. So go support them. They're putting in a lot of work and they are really doing great things out there. You have to ignore the people that say independent authors are not good because they're lying to you. You gotta go find some good ones. That's all from this episode. Thank you so much for always supporting me and checking out the episodes. If you have any recommendations, please let me know. I'm always open to that one that you guys want me to talk about. Finding books, always open for that. But that's all for this and as always this has been the Notes from the Library.